Welcome to today's talk with Erica. I'm Erica Del Sordo, here to discuss topics that affect people's personal and professional lives. Join me each week as we talk with experts who know how to answer life's questions and ease your mind. Hi, I'm Erica Del Sordo. It's another exciting episode of today's Talk with Erica. Thank you so much for subscribing to my YouTube channel and audio podcasts. All of my links and any links mentioned in the show may be found in the info section. You're going to love this episode. Today, I talk with Jeremy Herriter. Jeremy is a three-sport professional athlete, productivity coach to several Fortune 500 companies, a life coach, and there are a couple of other hats that we'll uncover in here. He's pioneered optimal Self Inc., helping thousands of people become the very best versions of themselves every day. Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you so much, Erica. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. Excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much for being here. I really love what you do. Of course, I always talk about I love helping people. And then we found each other on a podcast guest site and we felt the need to hook up because this is absolutely what we love to do is help people. And that is what Optimal Self does. Now, we're going to get into Optimal Self and the incredible, incredible things that you and your company do for people. But first, let's give everyone a bit of a background. You're a professional athlete. Where did this all begin? <laughs> well, if you ask my mom, she says I came out of the womb. Uh, I think my first word is baseball. And so throwing and swinging and and, and playing. So, um, yeah, it was I'd like to tell you it was just, you know, it, it was something that from a very, very young age, you know, if you asked me what I was going to do with my life or what I want to be when I grow up, I just said I was going to be a baseball player. And that was it. There was nothing else. I was going to eat, sleep and drink it. And I want people to understand, though, is I wasn't the best player. I wasn't the biggest kid. I, I actually was very, very small uh, growing up. I was always the smallest kid on the team. You know, when they handed out numbers uh, by uniform size, I always got number one because I, I was I was so much smaller than everybody else. So I don't want to I don't want to paint this picture like I had. You know, yes, being a professional athlete, being a professional baseball player, that was my goal, that was my dream, and I can be honest with you, there are many many people in this world did not think that was possible. I just wasn't one of them, and almost you know people talk about it being being delusional almost but delusion is when you're not willing to put in the work when you're not willing to practice when you're not willing to show up on the days when you don't want to show up when you're when you're not ready to do the things that nobody else is doing so it's it, there's nobody else i didn't have uh you know i didn't grow up with a father my my dad was an alcoholic and a drug addict and you know so uh i was raised by women my mom and 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 the army of of sisters that she has so i had three amazing aunts you know again my my grandmother my nana i that's that's where i grew up uh i didn't have that that so-called male figure my dad wasn't the coach it was just it was just something that i was willing to pursue at all costs. And I, I think, you know, a lot of us in life, and, and there was a lot of roadblocks, there was a lot of stumbling, there was a lot of, you know, um, tough, tough days. And, and we can get deep into that if you want. Um, but it's, it, it literally just was, you know, it was just a passion that, you know, 
I knew I had to get good grades because, or I had to get grades good enough so that I could play baseball. I knew that, you know, going to college was, was my only option was, was, you know, to, to play. And so I put everything I could into, into doing that. And that's what makes you unique. You understand there's there's like 1% of people who really throw themselves into that. And by the way, you're not the first highly successful person who has told me that he was no father figure and just raised by women. So there's something to be said about that. <laughs> that. So, yeah, there. Right? What made you make the, the transition? What was the pivotal moment that made you want to take part in other people's success? Where did you go from your success and knowing that you want to be a successful pro player to, and now I want to help people. And this is what I want to do. Where was that pivotal moment? Well, I'll say it to you first this way is that nobody succeeds alone. There's nobody on this earth, even in, even in sports or, or business, even in, in, in single modalities where you're the only person doing it, right? Like there's nothing in this world that you succeed at alone and having people again, they don't necessarily have to believe in you or, you know, I mean, trust me, my family, many of them said, Hey, you know, you make sure you have a plan B because, you know, I'm not sure that that's it. But for me to make the transition to, to what I do now and how it is, I, I believe there's, I believe all of us, if we pay attention enough, there's paradigm shifting moments in our lives. And so there's a couple different shifts that happen in my life where things I knew that 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 I was not set on this earth because let me be clear baseball in my life, eyes was a failure and now I get it I got to run on the front the field in front of 50,000 people I got to tour the world playing baseball I, I saw many places that I would have never probably ever seen if it wasn't for that uh, my education was was through and, and done because of baseball so there's a lot of beautiful things that it gave me for sure but my goal was to be a Hall of Famer. My goal was to spend 20 years in the big leagues. My goal was to have, you know, kids have their my picture <laughs> poster on their wall, right? And that never happened. Not even close, not even don't didn't even sniff any of that. So I don't uh, to me that that quote unquote accomplishment was actually a failure. But I will tell you this, throughout my time as as I got older and I, and you, you have these different crisis points of your life is let, let me go back. Cause I think it's very important for people to understand a, a few things that, that I think transition us to, to, to doing what we do at any moment. And the first paradigm shifting moment in my life was a 13 year old boy. And I had never made the all-star team. Again, I, I said that, but what I want people to understand is that, so that year, my 13 year old year, our coach was also my best friend's dad. He was like a father figure to me, very big mentor, um, you know, took me places and did things that, that he would do because he was bringing his son, he would bring me along. So he was very much, you know, uh, a mentor and a father figure, right? That year, our team won the championship. 13 year old year, they won the, we won the championship. In those days, that coach, who won the championship also got to coach the, the all-star team and he gets to pick the last two kids. The rest of the coaches vote for those kids and he gets to pick the last two kids. I thought, Oh my gosh, we won the championship. This is my year. I played good, right? I play and we won, 
he, my, my pseudo dad is, is the, is the coach. There's no way I don't make it. He's definitely going to choose me. Right? right. And through that, well, let's just fast forward newsflash. I didn't get picked and it was crushing because my expectation was that I was going to make this team. And we, you know, at, at the end you leave and, and I really didn't want to go, but we, they have a little pizza party after for the team. And we go to this thing, actually rode with them in the car, got there and saw a moment when we were in there that he was standing over on the side and I, and I dumbed up enough courage to go over and ask him. And I tugged on his shirt and he looked down at me and he said, yes, son. And I said, how come I didn't make all stars? Why didn't you pick me? And Eric, I'm going to tell you, you know, I could tell you what he was wearing. I could tell you what I was wearing. I could tell you the smells in that place today. Today, I'm a 50-year-old man. That's a 13-year-old boy. But I can still, it is vivid. The colors, yeah. everything, I can tell you. And he looked me straight in the face, dead in the eye. And he said, because you weren't good enough. Whoa. Now, okay. Yeah, exactly. And let me tell you, it's soul-crushing. Don't, don't, don't let me, I don't want to sugarcoat this at all. But here's the thing. I was like crushed in that moment, looking at him, trying to not cry right in front of him, holding it in, waiting for that moment. I walked away from him. I went over to the side and of course, tears started to come out. So then I ran to the front and I asked the lady if I could use the phone. Can, can he please call my mom? She's like, we don't do that. I said, please, this is an emergency. Can you please, 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 please. She's looking at me. She's like, oh my God, this kid, something's wrong. Okay. Yeah, sure. She hands over the phone and I sit down on the ground and I hear that number. I hear the numbers go in and it's ringing and she answers. I said, mom, can you please come pick me up? And she's like, uh, what is going on? I said, please, I'm begging you, please. Can you just come pick me up? Come pick me up. She's like, it's a sleepover. You're supposed to be staying the night, right? All you parents that get their kid to have a sleepover. She probably had plans, right? She's like, uh, are you sure? Really? And I'm like, please, mom, please. She's like, fine. I'm on my way. And I handed her that phone back. I sat there for a second thinking if I'm going to go, I didn't even go back in. I walked right out that door and I sat on the curb right by the door waiting for her to pull up. She pulls up and I jumped in that car. And the moment I jumped in that car, it all hit me, right? Like tears, sobbing. I couldn't breathe. My mom is looking at me like, what is going on? Jeremy, Michael, what is going on right now? Those of you that are parents, you understand this feeling, right? And so I tell her and she is like, any parent like, what? Oh my Lord. So she, she's parking the car. I'm going in there to give this guy a piece of my mind. Right. And what happens though is, and I'm begging her, please, mom, please, please, please don't, please don't, please don't. And she's like, oh no, oh no. He's not going to talk to my son like that. Right. And so it, we're sitting there and I look at him, I'm just like, please, mom, I'm so embarrassed. Please don't go in there. And in that moment, she, she had this little, she had this moment and I don't know that my mom knew what she was doing. I don't know that, you know, she is some, some Aristotle. She looked at me and I tell you this, I still use this to my day because it, it calms me even in this moment. And she says, okay, you don't want me to go in there? And I said, no, mom, please. And she said, fine. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? And in that moment, I'm telling you, the same sense of calm that comes over me when I use that today came over me. And I was like, hmm, what am I gonna do? Mm 
So instantly in my mind, I said, can we please go to big five? My, just for those of you guys that aren't from Southern California, that was the huge sporting goods store. Think of Dick's today or something like that, right? That was the, that was the Dick's of, the, of that time. And she's like, what? You want to what? Like, I don't even know. She, you know, she's like, I don't even know what that is. Where, why? Like, you don't want to just go get ice cream or like, can we just go over and get a toy or something? Like, what the heck is wrong with you? Right? Like any mom to a 13 year old kid. And I said, mom, can we just go to big five? She's like, fine. So we pull out and we go and we pull in. It's just like I told you, I can tell you what he was wearing and I was wearing in that moment. I can tell you exactly. We walk into the baseball section. Every one of those signs was white. And there was one yellow sign that said 1999. I pointed up there and I said, mom, can I have that? She said, well, wait, what is that? And I was like, it's a baseball team, mom. Can I have that? And I know in her head, right? Cause now I'm a parent and I've thought this, she's like, wait, this $19.99 is going to appease this kid. And my son's going to stop crying and he's going to be fine fine. Great. All right. She pulls it off and we go and out we went, she paid for it and off we went home. And I opened that thing up. And that day, same day, same day that the season ended, that I didn't make all stars. I went out back, grabbed as many, went around the house, found as many balls as I could. And I went out back and I started hitting balls off it. And I was like, this is what I'm going to hit a hundred balls off of this tee every single day, every day I'm going to hit a hundred balls off this tee. And I did. And I started doing it, rain or shine. I was out there on days in the rain. My mom's like, what are you doing? My, you know, and <laughs> I lived at my grandma's at the time. She was like, Nana's like, Jeremy, what are you doing? And I used tennis balls because they would soak up the rain better and they wouldn't wreck my baseballs. So from that point on, I just started hitting balls and hitting balls and making swings and hitting balls and moving the tee and doing all these things. And here's what I want people to really understand about this. And when I talk about a paradigm shifting moment is that in that moment, right? In those moments, if I would have thought I wake up the next day and now all of a sudden I'm going to be an all-star, I would have been very, very sorely mistaken because I didn't make the next year. I didn't make all-stars the next year. I barely made the high school team, sat on the bench, didn't play much, got more water for the team than I did at bats. I got all the way down and the next year got a little bit better. The next year got a little bit better. And by the time I was a senior in high school, I was voted the most valuable player of the team. I was an all league player. I actually made my first ever all-star team and it was, it was the, it was an all Valley all-star team, all of it. It's the, it's the one that every kid in high school in those days dreams that they get their name called. Cause you get the, you get to go, you, there's a TV show and you get to do all these things. And, but I want people to understand is if you, we, we, you've heard this before, but we truly overestimate what we can get done in one year and we underestimate what we can do in the next five or 10, if we put in that work. Right. And so right. that's where it adds up compound interest of, of the task at hand. And the other thing I want people to understand, and I hope they heard is that when the thing that real, I realized the most through that was he wasn't saying to me, you'll never be good enough. He was saying he was honest with me, truly honest. And he said, you're not good enough. And I took it and said, okay, <laughs> I'm not good enough yet. So what can I do? How can I do it? And my mom asked me that question, what are you going to do about it? Well, this is what I'm going to do about it. And I'm so glad that he did because by him being honest with me, because listen, there's 10 teams or 12 teams in that league. There's 120 kids. There's 15 that make the all-star team. So even if I was the 16th best kid, 
I wasn't good enough for that team. That's honest. And 16 out of 120 is not bad. You might be pretty good. But in that moment, there's 15 kids better than you. So what are you going to do about it? And the other side of that, you know, uh, Erica, that I want people to see is, is where I was wrong in that, in that motion, right? Is that I had an expectation. I thought he was going to pick me because he liked me because he loved me, because he was a father figure, because all these things that I had told myself. But let me tell everybody out there, I didn't earn the right to be on that team. And I wasn't good enough in that moment. So how can I expect to be on this team because somebody likes me? That's the deserve. No, no, it's not. And, and we get into real life and adult life and we still do those things is we think we should get things because. No, did you earn it? Did you truly do everything you possibly could to get where you want to go? And if the answer is no, then it's very easy. At Optimal Self, one of the things that, that we teach is, is in, in one of the things that lives inside of, of me is, listen, the moment, the moment you take responsibility for everything in your life, everything, where you live, what your bank account looks like, the job that you have, the car that you drive, every single thing, when you take responsibility for everything in your life, you open up and you unlock. You unlock your potential to have anything in your life. It's, it's that simple because the moment I took responsibility for the fact that, you know what? I didn't put in the work. You know what? And you know what? Be honest with yourself. I, you're, he, he's right. Those kids were better than me. Some of those kids were full grown at 13. I was just this little pipsqueak, right? Like, and not that I couldn't play baseball, not that I, that I couldn't play on that team, but there were 15 kids better than me. And that's the way it works sometimes. But are you going to let that stop you? Or are you going to, what are you going to do about it? So that's really the moment, you know, as you get older and as you start to see those things in your life, I'll tell you this, Erica, that, that T, I still have it to this day. It still lives with me this to this day because wow. it's a symbol of everything else in my life is to say, oh man, I didn't do very good at that. Or, oh man, our business isn't running very well. Like, well, maybe I'm not good enough yet. What do I need to learn? What do I need? What skill do I need to possess to make this better? Maybe it is something easy, but maybe it is leadership. Maybe it is hiring the next person. You see, all of these things are now what we can teach and talk about with people because a lot of it comes from our childhood. A lot of it comes from when we were younger and how we handled things. We still handle things that way. doesn't mean that we can't change. We're very malleable. That brain is ready, man, at any age because you get to create you. As of today, tomorrow, like another thing I, 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 I just want to add to that is this, is that when people talk about, you know, okay, you're a professional baseball player, you did this and you got all this and there's these accolades and cool things that, that came about. And that's true. But I want people to be very, very clear. That guy would get his ass kicked in my life today. He's not good enough. He's not good enough. I have to keep evolving. I have to keep getting better. <laughs> that guy that was running on those baseball fields, that guy that hit a couple home runs, that guy who, whatever, <laughs> like he's not good enough for today. And so if, if I were to sit here and have this conversation with you and tell you, oh, the glory days and all this stuff, then I'd just be fooling myself. I would be a prisoner of my past. 
And I want people to understand regardless of that past is great or regardless of that past was horrible and you have trauma and all these things that if you're holding on to that, then you have literally put yourself into a prison that you don't even know you're in. And that's the worst place to be, is that we have to be able to look at that. Yes, I look at that. Yes, I look at the what I learned. I look at what that gave me, right? And what you asked was, how do I make that transition? Listen, I couldn't have got where I got without some of those great coaches, without some of those great mentors. And there's no way on earth now, I'm gonna go to my grave with that stuff just inside of me, no way. My, my duty is to give back. My duty is to help people from my journey. What somebody else gave to me, it's not, it should not die with me. It should be now time to turn that over and give that back to as many people as we can. Absolutely. That, that's your pivotal moment right there, though. When you were 13 years old, even though you had not created optimal self then, that was your pivotal moment because that's, that's right where sure. you would hit a done point. You realized that you had to do something, and that's called practice. That's something that I like to preach, by the way, is that practice, 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 practice makes perfect. You hit that dumb point in the car, something clicked, and that was your pivotal moment right there when you were 13. So naturally, you created what you created. That's how your mind <laughs> thinks. That's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, so again, I mean... no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead please. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's important, you know, is that there's so many people out there that that run into those roadblocks. I mean, I hear it from people all the time, you know, oh, my coach or oh, my parents or oh, this. And, and I get it. There's some tough times, man. And there are people that have had it obviously way worse or, or you know, than I have. And there's people that have had it way better than I've had it. So, you know, but none of that stuff truly matters. I want people to understand because I think we get caught up in, you know, Oh, well, you found your passion at a young age. It's like, no, nah, man, like I, I, I played that right. game. Yes. My passion is this. What you see today is my passion. I didn't find that. You want to know how to find your passion? Do whatever it is you're doing at the highest level that it can be done. So if, if you are the sandwich maker at Subway, be the best damn sandwich maker they have ever seen in their lives. If you're the man sweeping, you know, uh, I have a really great story for you with, 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 with this is that I'm going to tell everybody right now, how you are here is how you are everywhere, right? You've, you've probably heard that before, but let me give you a really, really good um, example is I was coaching this kid in real estate. And he was 24 years old, you know, got thrown out of the house when he was 18, was trying to make his way, man, loved real estate, was really, really good kid. He was working for a brokerage that I was consulting for. And so I've been coaching him a little bit. He's, you know, very driven, you know, um, but he was, he was struggling financially. So he calls me one day and he says, Hey, I really need to talk to you. Uh, and I said, Hey, look, I'm going to be leaving this office. I'm heading to another office. I got about a 20 minute drive. I'll, I'll, I'll call you then. We can have just, if, if that's okay, a phone conversation uh, while I'm driving. He said, great, thank you. So I get, so I call him, get on the freeway and he call him and he says, hey, I just, you know, um, I'm going to, I need to, I'm sure you're not going to want to coach me after I tell you what I'm going to tell you, but I figured I, I needed to tell you and I wanted you to hear it. I didn't want to text it or email it to you. And I was like, okay, shoot. And he said, well, I, I got to take a job because I got to make, you know, I got to make rent and, and bills are piling up and I got to make some money. So I have to take a job. I said, 
Okay. And he's like, so I'm sure we won't be coaching anymore. So I just wanted to say thank you. I said, well, are you getting out of real estate? He goes, no, 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 I'm going to still do real estate. And I said, well, then why don't we finish our coaching contract? What, I mean, we, we, why, why would we not if you're still going to do real estate? And he's like, well, because I'm going to be part-time. And I said, there's no such thing as part-time. He said, what do you mean? I said, there's there's no such thing as part-time. <laughs> like you either do it or you don't do it. There is no thing. Like everybody talks about that. Like no time is relative. Like there is no such thing. And he said, what do you, and so we talked a little bit and I said, so are you going to stay Is real estate? What you want to do? Give me that. Like, let me tell me that first. He's like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to build this. I want to build my own brokerage. You know, he had all these plans. I said, okay, great. Then we'll, we're going to keep coaching on one condition and one condition only. He's like, please, Jeremy, tell me. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Tell me. What is it? What is it? And I said, by the way, he said he's, he's working, he's getting a job at Staples. He said he's already accepted. He's already gone through the thing. He's, he's, he's taken the job. His first day work is like in two days. I said, okay. I said, I'll tell you what, one condition and one condition only that whatever they ask you to do, you do it the best that they have ever seen it done. You do it the best that you can possibly do that. Here's what I'm telling you. If they ask you to sweep the floor, you be the best damn sweeper they've ever seen. You find new ways to sweep and clean that floor. They ask you to stack, they ask you to stack computers at two in the morning. You don't go, oh, well, I'm tired. No, no, you, you stack those things. You reinvent it. You create a way that they've never seen before. So it's the best that it's ever been done. I said, because here's the thing. If you just show up for a paycheck, if you just bide your time, I got to put in my eight hours. Okay. Now I get to go home. Great. I said, if you half-ass it there, you're going to half-ass it with me over here. And that'll never work in a commission-based real estate business. It'll never work. As a matter of fact, it doesn't work anywhere. But if you teach yourself how to do it there, that's what you're teaching yourself to do over here. So if you will give it, we call it a hundred or nothing at Optimal Self, you give it a hundred percent, whatever task they ask you to do, you don't bitch, you don't complain, you don't whine, you don't say, why me? Why isn't Joe doing it? Me? No, no. You smile, you say, thank you for the opportunity and you do that shit as well as it can be done. And so and what, I, what I want everyone to understand with that, and by the way, after about six months, He's, he's in business now. It's his, we're talking four or five years later. He's absolutely crushing. He's got a private office with the window, nice. with the view, all that kind of stuff. He's killing it, but he's that kind of, but, but, but the, the message in the, in the language of that is how you do anything is how you do everything. How you are here is how you are there. So you can't, this isn't a switch that people turn on and off. <laughs> they think it is like, oh, I'm going to be great now. Oh, now I'm going to be a good person. Oh, now I'm going to, no. You are that all you, you are whatever that weakest link is all the time you are. And if you, if you want to find your passion to, I'll tell you this real estate, not my passion. Like it's not, it's something that I do, but I found angles of real estate that I absolutely love. Absolutely love. And I, and I go at those things 100%. Find if you you want to you want to open doors for yourself. Be the best at what you do. If it's the receptionist, be the best damn receptionist I've ever seen because it's going to open up another door because they're going to see your work ethic, they're going to see your drive, and then the next thing's going to come, and the next thing, and they compound over time. You hear this all the time. You can go through the history books of people that started at the bottom of the barrel. They started as the janitor. They started as the front desk person, and now they own and run the company. It's throughout time, but here's why.
please, because how you are here is how you are everywhere. When they were the receptionist, they were the best damn receptionist that company had ever seen. When they moved up to age to this person, then they were the best damn that that ever seen. And then they got to this place. It is truly how you are here is how you are everywhere. So if people get anything out of, of that, when understanding, you know, when you make that transition, you'll find what it is you want to do. Your passion will come, you'll see it, but you've got to be great in what you do first, right? There's a great book, uh, the book of five rings, Miyamoto Musashi. And he says in there, if you know the way broadly, you will see it in everything. Let that sink in for a second, but I, and I'm going to give it to you in today's terms. Excellence in anything increases your potential in everything. So if you can be great at something right now, something small, if you can do something really, really well, you have the potential to see it in everything you do. And the people around you will see it the same way. Wow. But everyone needs to listen to that everyone everyone because we all know that person that just kind of half asses it somewhere and oh that's incredible let's be clear i'm human <laughs> yes you know what I was gonna say. You just said, you're a realtor and it's it's really not what did you say i don't want to say it's not your passion but i'm assuming i'm no. going into real estate as well and it's because i love helping people and mm -hmm. th that's just something i want to do and so that's where i see you doing that because that's absolutely what you do you help people i'm not sure why you went into real estate if it was for that reason but i'm sure you're crushing it <laughs> yeah no it's not, it wasn't at all it came to me um in a, in a completely different way matter of fact i didn't get my license until we were trying to cut the realtor out i was trying to we were we were renovating homes uh with a group of guys mm. and you know okay. and and then you know the crash and those kind of things but i will tell you i mean i i saw angles and i saw things in the business that i loved doing that i loved about the business i didn't i didn't enjoy showing homes i didn't enjoy those kind of things it wasn't i actually had zero desire for any of that but now i run a company and i get to teach agents and i get to show agents how to be the ceo of not just their business but the ceo of their life and that's a really really important part i think for for all of us and mm -hmm. that's that is the part that yes that i found that i love that i do all the time so yeah there you go i love that i love that your website by the way optimal self I mean, optimalself.today. Is that it? So on optimalself.today, you've also got in there your podcast, The Art of Becoming the Best Version of You. Talk to me about your right. podcast real quickly. And we're looking at your website now. Fantastic website. You've got so much in there. Of course, there's your bio. Um, talk to me about your podcast and how you're helping folks with that. And by the way, it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, thank you. Yeah, that's it's again, it's it's something that was just born out of doing what we do. Actually, out of that conversation with with that with that young man, at the end of that conversation, he said he said to me, he said, I'm so bummed that this just didn't get that we weren't recording this and more people don't get to hear it. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, there's somebody sitting around right now that that is sitting at home in another state or heck another country that this could help and i'm the only person that heard it and that's a shame and i was like whoa like gotta just tell you what kind of awareness you know and, and mindset that 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 kid kid truly has but that hit me really hard and yeah that was a moment where i said yeah that's 
that's so true. And, and like I said before, it's that moment that I had to say, okay, this, this, the information that has been given to me that I've been very, very grateful to receive from, from different people along the way needs to be out there and I need to facilitate it. And so that's where the podcast was born. That's where everything about optimal self is born and what it is. That's amazing. That's really amazing. And so, yeah, I hope people, if they see it now, they can jump over, get the identity creator course. It's a little course that I created. Just it's quick. Okay. It's easy, but it gives you a really good idea of, you know, how do I switch my mindset? How do I, how do I create me? Right. Mm -hmm. How is that creation done? And so it's, it's over there for them. It's free. I mean, this more, they're more than welcome, you know, you know, especially the people listening here. I mean, I hope they jump over and get it. And if you have any questions or anything like that, I'm, I'm easy to find on, on all the socials. So. Yes. And I was going to say, I'm going to have all of your links, wherever anyone can find you, your website, all of your social media links. I'm going to have that in the info sections. You have been extraordinarily motivational as you always are. I can't thank you enough for being on my show. Show. This is really, it's helpful. It's going to hit a nerve with a lot of people. I know it is. And you're, you're everything that today's talk with Erica needed. You know, my viewers, my listeners definitely needed to hear from you. So thank you for being on my show. Thanks for listening to today's talk with Erica. Join me next week for another discussion with the experts who help make life easier. Please visit my website, ericadelsordo.com, where you'll find all of my social media platforms and more. And be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Once again, thanks for listening.